Life taught me every L is a lesson And every day is a blessing Corona split, we and mine have a session Know me for all the stressing Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is the Real Balance Podcast. I'm your host, DK The Real. I'm here with my co-host, Ian Childs, Ramil Harris, and Victor Youssef, man. Why don't y'all go ahead and give yourselves an introduction, and we're going to get into this thing, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So my name is Ian Childs um, from North Carolina, 704. You know, what's up? What's up? Um, I currently live in North Dakota. People always ask me why. Uh, and I moved up here to start my political career, but more importantly than that, like I moved up here and I realized that I could, uh, I realized that something I'd always wanted to do and make music and everything, I realized that was possible for me. So I decided doing that and I've become a recording artist up here as well and, and I'm doing a lot of other things as well. Um, but yeah, I came up here and moved up here to kind of start working in politics and that's where I, where I met you and um, it's been, shit, we done what have we what haven't we done right. <laughs> you know been a bumpy ride <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely dude so a little bumpy ride man. man but uh but yeah that's just a little bit about me all right go ahead Ramil, man introduce yourself i'm Ramil harris what's going on born and raised here in minnesota mm -hmm. um happy to be here man appreciate you dk for sure. inviting me on the show great meeting you guys ian, ian we just met yeah not too long man. ago victor we just met today sure. literally um, but I'm happy to be here, man. Um, like I said, born and raised here in Minnesota. Grew up in a, a beautiful big family, man. You know what I mean? And um, uh, just former athlete, now entrepreneur as of 2019. Um, created my first company um, with Inikinetics with my guys, Dustin Ostaba and Kofi D'Souza. Um, those are my guys, part of the company. Got you know, your shirt on over there. Yeah, got some merch yeah. on. Yep. And um, we specialize in recovery and training and with neuromuscular optimization. So that's a whole nother um, conversation. We can go as deep as yeah. you want with that one, you know what I mean? But um, it's been a great journey and that's part of how we met DK mm -hmm. through that. Um, you were getting ready for your pro day at the time and I was, um, alongside with Mark Ellis and a whole bunch of other guys helping helping yep. with the process, you know what I mean? So um, our relationship has progressed sure. in an interesting way since then, like, you know oh, what I mean? Man. But yeah. like I said, I appreciate you and I'm happy to be here, man. Show, for show, for yeah. sure. Yeah, man, go ahead, Vic, man, introduce yourself. Uh, man, Victor Yusuf grew up in St. Paul, um, born in Nigeria. And like these guys are just saying, man, just hats out to DK for putting this together. I know he's always been a hard working dude, always been a, a transparent person. So whenever he puts his, whenever he says, you know, he has something coming on or, you know, whatever it is, just know that he's going to show up. You know what I'm saying? If he can't get it done, then he's going to get it done at some point. So I want to definitely commend DK for just, just sticking through it, man. Just not, you know, despite everything. So just to give a little bit of backside, uh, backstory, uh, grew up in St. Paul, um, just moved to uh, Fargo Moorhead after school, after high school. And just similar to Ian, just kind of moved up there, wanted more so to see, okay, what do I want for myself in my life? And just meeting so many amazing people along the way. You know, Ian, DK, I just met this wonderful brother today. So it's just, um, it's just, you know, anytime you get a chance to meet someone who comes from a different, you know, maybe come from a different background or whatever the case is, just try to hear them out, see what they got to offer, because you never know who you might meet. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm just grateful to be here, be an opportunity where we're just, creating and it just comes natural and you know this is fun mm -hmm. and hopefully you know saying we keep doing this to a point where we can you know capitalize off it you know what I'm saying? Sure. so 
I'm just glad that we had to get this get this thing kicked off, right, man? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, so, man. Yeah. For sure, for sure. So look, man, we here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this podcast thing, this was a dream. This was something I didn't really, you know, it, you know, like I said, I've been working on it for a minute. There was a lot of fear based inside of it. I didn't, it was a bunch of uncertainty, but um, you know, I've been able to to get the best friends, the best support system. Uh, mentors and guidance all around me to be able to make stuff like this happen. So, um, man, I'm super, super blessed, super grateful. Um, and so, um, this first podcast is, it's really, it's really, uh, you know, off the dome in a sense It's very, uh, you know, I just really want to introduce myself at least a little bit, um, what the brand is about, what people can expect from me, what people can expect from my co-host, what I've been up to the man I am. I'm completely different to people listening to this new people people who knew me from past lives, people who, you know, um, my perspective of the world is different. The way I view the world, my mission in the world is completely different now. So um, um, this brand, which is the Real Balanced Life brand is kind of my representation of myself, of who I currently am and where I I aim to be. And so um, it's all about balance. And so, uh, you know, my brand's called the Real Balanced Podcast. complimented by the Real Balanced Life brand. So what you guys can expect from me is um, I'm going to give you I'm going to deliver you guys a bunch of content through my four pillars, which are financial literacy, physical fitness, philosophy and Mm self-expression. So uh, part of the self-expression is, you know, being your true self on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Me being in a comfortable space with, you know, I'm saying with with people that I got love for, you know, I make music. I've always I've always made music. If you know me, if you know me, then you know. And so, um, you know, me kind of escaping out of that shell for me not making music. That's how me and Ian have made a connection. Um, I'm an entrepreneur now. I own a consulting company. I own a cleaning company. Um, I have a food catering business coming on the way. Um, me and Ramil is a co-consultant. Me and Ian are co-consultants of a bigger consultant firm. Um, Victor is going to come help me do some work with my cleaning company, man. Like I'm surrounded by just a bunch of love and support. Um, You guys are gonna follow me on my fitness journey. Um, I'm into calisthenics right now. And, um, you know, I'm gonna, you know, just provide content. I'm gonna interview a whole bunch of fitness experts, trainers. I'm gonna have um, musical, uh, uh, you know, other artists come on. I'm gonna have philosophers come on. I'm gonna have political figures come on, um, athletes come on, you know, so. This brand is really going to be very diverse. It's going to be multifaceted and it's going to, you know, operate through those four pillars that I just told you guys about. And, um, you know, so I'm just I'm, I'm very excited. And, um, you know, so that's kind of the that's kind of the basis. You guys are going to grow with me this thing. You know, we're, I'm, I'm a rookie at this thing, man. So you guys are going to grow. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I'm not a professional at this at all yet, but, um, you know, um, um, you know, I'm comfortable in who I have become. I'm comfortable in the man that I am. I'm comfortable in the gifts that I've accumulated and the sense of self-awareness that I have. And so I really do believe that I'll be able to bring my audience entertainment, um, enlightenment, um, 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 education, you know, all of the above. And so, um, and my ultimate goal is to be able to help you guys create balance in your life through me being an example. One of the things that I feel like this generation needs is people who who are not afraid to be imperfect, but are still afraid to walk towards greatness, even knowing and accepting that they're not perfect, you mm. know? And so that's the whole idea of balance for me is, you know, um, I come from a very religious background. Uh, I see the world from through much different lenses nowadays. So um, 
I've embraced my duality, you can say, you know, um, you know, I, I know I'm aware of the, the good side of me, the bad side of me. And um, and I live comfortably between that line of duality. And so that's what you guys will see a lot through my branding. You know, I might I might make you mad on some episodes, but I might enlighten you and really touch your heart in some other episodes. Just understanding that I'm operating through my duality. You know, um, I'm not a superhero. I'm not um, I'm not righteous. You know, I'm just me. I'm just a guy um, trying to impact the world through the gifts that God has given me, um, you know, and just provide perspective for you guys at the best. And so, um, you know, thank you guys. That's kind of what you can expect from me. Um, and, um, you know, just welcome along this journey, man. This is real balance. Yeah, that's amazing, mm, man. Definitely. Nice. So with, you know, you're talking about the four pillars. How did you, how did you come to pick those as, or realize that those were the pillars that you wanted to lead your life by? And also a follow-up question is why four specifically? Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, um, when Corona, everybody knows me as an athlete, you know, so my whole life, I had that identity as an athlete, but my whole life, I always could sing. I always could rap. I always was very, um, you know, artsy, you know, um, I'll, and I've always kind of been a, a, a social justice warrior too. You know, I always was like, why is the world like this? You know, why can't I do anything? Why, you know, I was like a why person, yeah. you know? And so um, I recently stopped playing football. You know, that's kind of what leads to this, to this whole thing anyway. And so I stopped playing football and then coronavirus hit. So now I'm sitting in Fargo, North Dakota, <laughs> in a pandemic, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I was sitting in Fargo, North Dakota, bro, during a pandemic. And I'm just like, bro, I mean, I went through, through deep phases of depression because football was over for me. And I felt it in my soul that it was over for me. I'm like, not because it was over, you know, I'm still healthy. I still got it because I just knew it was time to walk away, you know? And so I started to make music, uh, you know, I started to read. I became a habitual reader. Um, you know, and then I kind of started to formulate, I met Ramil and the guys at a consultant collaborative, TJ, Kunle, um, um, Demarius Travis, um, you know, the whole gang, I know who you are. And, um, you know, and then this vision started to form and it's like, I don't want to be just an athlete. I don't want to be just a football player. I don't want to be just a rapper. I don't want to be just a businessman because I understand that I'm way more of, of those things. And so it's like, um, I read a quote somewhere, I read a book or it's, it's something, I'm, I'm pretty sure y'all probably saw it, but it's like, um, the quote's like, um, you know, you wanna create a life that you don't wanna escape from, you know? Mm. So it's like, how can I create a life that I really don't wanna escape from? And it's like, what am I interested in? What do I really wanna do? Like, what do I know about the world? And it's like, okay, you know, I, I love making music. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm dope as hell. And I think, you know, people are gonna see that through the through the articulation, I mean matriculation of my uh, musical journey as well through the brand, but mm. I'm passionate about helping people. Um, the way that I believe I, that I can change the world is by changing myself first of all. But then you know once you've once you've gained that self autonomy in yourself, and you got yourself to a certain point of stability, then you can go out and and do the same, create disciples, if you will. I believe that everybody has some something to say, but we might not have the the whereabouts, you know what I'm saying, to actually say, or I have the balls to actually speak about it, I do. So it's like, you know, and then, man, like, I love philosophy. I love challenging this matrix that we're in. You know what I'm saying? I love challenging the status quo. I love I love talking about different religions and diving into different philosophies and and 
um, taking a non-dogmatic approach to hum- the human experience. You know what I'm saying? I, sure. I love opening it up a little more deeper than, you know, just religion and, you know, right and wrong and kind of basic level uh, levels of understanding of, of this matrix that we live in. If I wanted to just be a rapper, sure, I could be a rapper, but I know it comes with that life. I'm, I'm more wise and more seasoned than that. You know what I'm saying? So mm. this is real balance. You know what I'm saying? So I'm taking the four pillars of things that I really enjoy. And through time, I'm going to create balance through my life and also create disciples as I start to acquire property, as I start to release music, as, you know, some of my, um, you know, podcast things get out there, people are going to see like, you know, and so it's um it's a life brand is, is what I would say. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I, you know, came came to the conclusion of that, man. For sure. Mm-hmm. I, what I what I really appreciate about that is you're saying not only do you want to show people do you want do you want to tell people like, hey, this is how you can do something, this is how you can have balance in your life, this is how you can, you know, access multiple facets of yourself, but you're trying to showcase that as well and live that, mm-hmm. you know, in yourself. Right. For sure. Yeah. Right, for sure, bro. Appreciate that question. What was um Walk us through the process for yourself when it comes to you mentioned before how imperative how imperative it is for you to know yourself mm-hmm. in order for you to come back to balance. What what is that process like for you? Is that addressing old traumas? Is that asking yourself hard questions? What what is that like for you? And when it when did you start that process? Oh man, for sure. Um, so literally, man, coronavirus was the was the spark for it. Um so when you have time to sit down and kind of learn yourself, um, to be honest with me, I mean, to be honest with you, man, like my whole journey of kind of self-discovery came when I started to challenge my religious beliefs, you know? And so um, I come from a heavily, you know, Christian background. You know, I respect all religions. I believe everything in the world has its place for a reason, you know? Um, and I actually help to, I aim to help people understand what exactly what I'm saying later in the road through the process. but. Me taking my view from an external God or an external religion, you know what I'm saying? And putting my identity in a religion, when I took that focus from religion and put it onto myself and I I started practicing self-accountability and, you know, meditation and being present in a moment, like analyzing my thoughts, controlling my thoughts and, you know, practicing things like fasting and, you know, like sexual semen retention and like like little things like that, I started to learn about myself and then you know, um, studying, obviously studying history, you know, I started studying ancient Kemet. That's where me and you kind of, you know, we, we got to talking about the freaking, um, the, um, you know, book of life and death and, you know, some of the, some of the old, um, um, you know, the, um, the, um, Dead Sea Scrolls and, you know, some, some of those old documents and just history, you know, um, book of Enoch and Mm -hmm. getting into, you know, getting into different religious texts and everything. And so I came to this point where it's like, I don't know what I thought I know, what I knew. And so I, I came into this realization of how deeply indoctrinated most people are and they have no idea. And so once I kind of woke up in a sense, um, you get this sense of, of of like, oh, like I'm in control of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's all I'm in control of. Everything else, it's, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? But as far as everything that this body and this temple does, what I eat, what I consume, what I watch, what I learned, what I unlearned, what I relearned, all that's on me, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, I started to study astrology and I don't, I don't take it, you know, I take everything that I know and what I learned with a grain of salt, you know, but astrology really helped me kind of get in tune with, you know, just that whole side of me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That esoteric science of, you know, astrology and 
you know, you already, well, we'll get into all that stuff as well. Mm -hmm. um, I started studying numerology. I, I think I put Ian onto some, some numerology stuff. And like I said, is this stuff law? No, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. What is law? You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it's just, it's, everything is tools to me. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a tool and it depends on how you use it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then basic biblical principles. And like I said, I'm not a religious man, but um, we're no longer a religious man, but I still operate heavily out of basic biblical principles. You know what I'm saying? I think any logical human being can read the Bible and know what its true intent is. You know what I'm saying? However deep you want to take that, that's on you. But, mm. you know, when I look at the Bible, it's like, bro, don't cheat on your wife. Don't have sex outside of marriage. If you can't practice sexual discipline, if you want to take it to a more, you know, um, you know, um, practice forgiveness, practice, you know what I'm saying? Um, not practicing greed, you know, it's bro, it's, that's why we fast, you know what I'm saying? That's why I don't watch porn. That's, you know what I'm saying? It's just basic principles that you can take. And so I became more self-autonomous and self-aware through, through things like that. And, um, and then, you know, the people that I keep around me, you know, mm -hmm. I got solid men around me straight up, you know, um, um, Ramil and I, we're gonna we're gonna later later for you guys. We got something later for you guys. We're gonna jump into the um, way to superior man. You guys are gonna Ooh. love when we get into it. You guys are gonna love when we get into it, man. Man, yeah. Man. So, I appreciate you and Trap for putting me onto that book too, mm -hmm. man. It was really life changing. Mm -hmm. Honestly, every man should read that Who's book. Who's it by? I forget the name of the uh, author. Yeah, I forgot. I forget uh, the name of the author. Damn, I forgot his name. I could I could give oh, it to you. I whoever it is, we appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, no, <laughs> really? yeah, way to superior man. So we're gonna, you know, um, so the part of that duality that I was talking about is, you know, um, is you you gonna get the toxic me and you're gonna get the the, the <laughs> you're gonna get the toxic me and you're gonna get the evolved God body me. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna get the esoteric me, you're gonna get the the higher vibrating frequency of me. You're also gonna see the lower vibrating frequencies because they're in us all. And that's really what I wanna get people to understand is like, bro, get over yourself, bro. I promise you, you're not as righteous as gangster or none of that shit as you think you are. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all somewhere in the middle of what we think we are and what we wanna be. You know what I'm saying? Some, you know, obviously with work, grace, little luck and all that good stuff can, can be lesser or more. But for the most part, you know what I'm saying? I don't think humans are innately good or bad. I think it's just, we just are, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so what I try not to get caught up is in measuring the ticket of like, you know, I'm only good or I'm only bad because then you're unbalanced. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. yeah, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into that, man. We're gonna get into that. Um, so yeah, man, that knowing yourself for me has been, it's been huge, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't listen to as many people anymore. I, I'm, I feel confident in like my own self guidance, you know what I'm saying? My inner God, if you will, mm -hmm. um, you know? And um, yeah, you know, so, and that's what a lot of people are into. Some people pick religion, you know, and that's fine. Whatever you pick is, is what you, but I choose to kind of dibble and dabble in a little bit of everything, mm -hmm. you know, Eastern philosophy. I studied, um, um, the is I studied uh, uh, Islam, you know, obviously I practiced Christianity for a long time, you know, Eastern philosophy, I love it, you know, and that's what kind of, what my, what my, you know, brand is, is pretty much about real balance anyway. It's, it's just, you know, we'll get into the chakras and, you know, all that stuff in later episodes, but you know, yeah, man, just kind of diving into, you know, taking that mental paradigm shift of like external power to internal power. What would you say has been the biggest, uh, you know, adjustment you've made in terms of your thinking between last year and now? Because like you said, you've tapped into so many different things now. It's like, well, 
dang, if I can do this, this, and this, well, what else can I do? You know what I'm saying? Right. What else can I apply myself to and become good at and master? So um, has it been this, a full 180, would you say? Or are you still kind of figuring out, okay, we're just getting started here? Yeah, I mean, I think this is, I think, I think real balance is the beginning of something big because it's so multifaceted and I get to be who I am through that. Um, me letting go of football was, was one of the biggest things. I had to make a lifestyle change, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like people who know me, you know, like I used to hustle, you know what I'm saying? So one of the biggest things changes about my life is how I was living, you know what I'm saying? When you're living illegally, like when you understand karma, you just know what comes back to you. You just, you get exposed to certain things when you're living a certain way. And so now I feel so much abundance in my life because I'm living right, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so, um, you know, obviously, you know, changing your lifestyle. And so when you, when you come from a street mentality of like, get it out the streets, if you gotta sell dope, you gotta sell weed, you gotta sell crack, you gotta scan, whatever. Like, like I know how the game go, but I'm also college educated, you know what I'm saying? Like I know better, most people know better, but the thing is, it's almost, I consider it almost like a cowardly way out when you know you got the tools and the tangibles to get it not out the street. Is that a fair, is that a fair argument though? Say, say it again. Is that a fair argument though? What you mean? Cause you just, I mean, you just said, I mean, I think was, I agree with you. I think most people know the difference between right and wrong, but like, I don't know where I'm going with it, but long story short, you would say that there's some people where like that generally might be like, I know there's always resources and stuff like that out there, but some people that might really be their only viable option. You know what I'm I saying? I mean, yeah, even for me it was, but I think there's a time where, bro, like you gotta, you gotta use your, your common sense. You know what I'm saying? I made a song called Maintain Money. And I actually can't wait for y'all to hear that as well, but I made a song called Maintain Money and the song is pretty much me me saying like, bro, I feel like a loser right now because I know I can start a business. I know, you know what I'm saying? I can I can do something, you know what I'm saying? Besides this. get packs off, you know what I'm saying? Like I can do something else. And it's like, bro, I got an older brother that's in jail for 30 years, dope boy. I got my family full of dope boys, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, so since I know that life is right there on the table next to me, now I feel even more, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, cause I, I feel like the chosen one to lead my people out of that lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? And so when you know that deep inside yourself, you like, bro, you're gonna end up slipping up, falling into, you know what I'm saying? The same things the people that came before you fell into. So mm. I, I feel like anybody who in the streets who getting money, how you gotta get money, it gotta be a time where a switch hits when you like, all right, what's my exit strategy? You know what I'm saying? like. What else can I do? And if you don't get that switch, then you know what I'm saying. Then you ain't really you ain't really chasing prosperity. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying. You just you just trying to you just try you just chasing a check. And there's a mm -hmm. difference between trapping for prosperity and trapping for a check and trapping for clothes and trapping for the gram and trapping so you can get street cred. You know what I'm saying. Trapping to look good versus yeah. trapping to get out. You know what I'm saying. And so it's really a different mindset. You I know what I'm saying. And so, so many black men get caught up in the system that way because nobody teaches them no different. That's what I'm saying, it's real balance. Like, I don't consider myself no, no super street nigga, but like, I got ties to it and I understand it well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I done been locked up, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like, 
you know, like I'm cut from that club. And so, you know what it's like. Yeah, I know. I, I know what it's like. And I know I'm speaking from experience of how I made a, a complete pivot. You know what I'm saying? And so um, it feels good. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what the real balance is for. And I feel like I can speak to that crowd of men, at least the men who will. Um, and that's why I mess with um, the million dollar worth of game podcast. Gilly, Gilly, Gilly. Yeah, Gilly and Wallow, because, you know, I see what they're doing and I'm like, bro, okay, that's, that's inspiring to me because I can do the same thing mm. because I come from the same environment. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I almost feel like an obligation to, to speak out and to, you know what I'm saying? And to tell my story and not be afraid to speak my story, to speak my truth. And you know what I'm saying? And maybe touch a couple young, young homies who, who need the game, you know what I'm saying? From somebody who's done what they, can do some niggas is too street for me to reach they only you know what i'm saying like but there's some dudes who, who niggas want, still got a pager and yeah shit, you feel it, it's some it's some dudes who i might be able to, to to impact with my story like yo i like what he doing like he used to flip packs too he know how this game go you know what i'm saying but like he got businesses he got real estate he, he made music over. you feel me like yeah he he integrated as nipsey would say you know what i'm saying like you know, and, and you know, you can even call it alchemy, just making nothing, nothing out of something. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, bro. Um, ch- like, bro, changing my lifestyle, bro, was was a, was a, was a big key. You know, I started reading, became a habitual reader. I started journaling. I started meditating. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. self care, bro. I, you know, I, like I said, I went on semen retention. I went on um, six month um, 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 celibacy or abstinence. You can not celibacy, yeah, abstinence. I remember, I remember, that, I remember you talking. You talk yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like really doing it, bro. Like really in the trenches trying to evolve. You know what I'm saying? And so this is kind of the the afterbirth of that. And like I said, I'm not, I haven't arrived at all. And it's crazy because I came to these arrogant moments in my life where I'm like, oh, I'm healed. I thought, but nah, nigga, nah. <laughs> No, it it ain't it ain't never that sweet. Do you ever get healed? Is it kind of like an ongoing? Yeah, bro. I don't think it's ever. And now I know that for sure because I had these these high self righteous moments where I'm thinking like, oh, I didn't. Um, I forgave my parents for certain things that they did or didn't do when I was a kid, and our relationships are healthy. And you know, um, that's a I've good forgiven thing. myself. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I'm forgiving my parents. That's part of healing. You know, that's part of accepting that people people are their their the combination of their trauma. So you you can't be mad at your parents for certain things that they did, but yet I'm still fucking, if you hold on to that, you know what I'm saying? You're not healing. Right. Like letting go and rising above that is a new level of healing. Um, learning how to love. That's something that I'm really working on right now, bro. Like, I think I'm a very loving person. I think I give my friends love. I think y'all feel love for me, but I'm, I think it's another level of healing where I don't trust people, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm very, and, I, I, and that's wisdom in that obviously, but you know, I want to be able to be more emotionally available to the people that I actually love and got emotions for. I want to pour in to everybody around me, bro, because what, you'll get it right back in it too. It's like, that's how you build. We're all about, you know, prosperity, building legacy. You know what I'm saying? So I got yeah. a quick, I got a quick little funny story. So long story short, I used to work at Chipotle. Shout out Chipotle. You know what I'm saying? Burrito's going crazy. <laughs> so I used to work at Chipotle and I used to work at the one up in Fargo. And obviously I see all oh, the NDSU people coming in. And the first time you ever meet someone and you didn't realize that you met them until years later, like, oh, that was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I met DK at Chipotle once. I, you know what I'm saying? He came, he came a couple of times, but this one particular time, like him and I, we had a uh, you know, we had a um, you know, just basically like a conversation and just seeing bro's energy 
at how genuine he was. You know what I'm saying? Like, not even knowing him, you know what I'm saying? Not even knowing his background, not even knowing where he's coming from and where he's headed. I just knew like, okay, this is someone like, this is a good dude, you know what I'm saying? Cause he just had that charisma. I don't know if y'all can remember when the first time I met DK, but he has that, that energy to him where it's like, okay, this dude, whatever it is he's doing or whoever he has around him, they're gonna, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be a very, everybody's gonna win. You know, so it's gonna be a very mutually beneficial opportunity. So, you know, to go from that first, you know, interaction we had, and then years later, now that we chopping up, now we here, you know what I'm saying? This is crazy, bro. You know what I'm saying? Man had no dreads, clean shaven, everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm man. thinking he, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking he was like you know, a Jehovah Witness or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's facts, though. I do remember that, bro. That's crazy. Wow, that's humbling, though, bro. I appreciate that. I definitely appreciate it. And I worked at the hotel with this man? What? Like, oh, yeah. We did. That's, oh, that's a whole yeah. different That's a whole episode. Bro, yeah. I'm you, bro. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, what time did. frame was this? What, what year? This was, I worked at Chipotle 2018. Okay. So this is, th so this is crazy. I meet up with this dude in 2018. We, I see him at Chipotle or whatever. And then a year later, I get this job at the hotel or whatever. But yeah, him and I met like 2018 type mm -hmm. shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you were still playing that at that time too. I remember, right? Yeah, that was a year. Yeah, I was my grad. That was my uh, year crazy. I graduated from NDSU. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chipotle was our go-to, bro. Facts. <laughs> in between, you know, how, you know how I be in college meal in between lifts and shit, bro. You just Chipotle that go-to, bro. Facts. You ain't got Absolutely. time to cook. Yeah, I'm so. over here plugging. I'm over here giving four persons a chicken. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm talking about no chicken. I'm gonna give this man half the chicken. <laughs> yeah. So bro. did you did you go to did you go to the hotel right after Chipotle? Nah, it was so. This is why Fargo is such a like like funny place, man. Because there's so much work up there, but you wouldn't think that. So after Chipotle, I left that, and then I got the job at. Uh, Blue Beacon, like washing semis and trucks, and that was dead. That was dead real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, week two, you know, saying left arm numb. I'm out there. You know, what I'm saying I'm done. So was there for a little bit, and then did some other like little small time gigs for a little bit, and then uh, and then I think after doing that, I think that's where I ended up at the hotel mm. type of thing. So and it's crazy too. That whole that's a whole different bro. It's really crazy the connections, bro. Man. Ex girlfriend hired me and she, like it's yeah. it's crazy. Like, <laughs> that sounds like some Fargo shit. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole episode. Yeah, of what? <laughs> now, but how John? So you you was you was training. Mm -hmm. Yep, you was training. And like, mm -hmm. were you his trainer then, or how Joe? How that whole connection like began? Like, so you were coming up to the city from Fargo with Jalen, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you, you guys were getting ready for your pro day. Yeah, Jalen Allison, shout out yeah. my boy. Yes, the gang. Yeah. Yep. So um, at the time, I was working with a group of guys alongside with uh, Mark Ellis. Mm. Um, that was really at the time teaching us about you know programming when it comes to programming with. Um, for athletes or how do you utilize um, EMS, electrical muscular stimulation um, within the program to, to optimize the workouts. Mm -hmm. So I spent a lot, a lot of time studying under him and um, learning the ways and everything. And um, DK was one of the guys that were coming through. Like, you know, we had a lot of athletes um, coming in at the time, getting ready for their pro days and everything, guys from um, 
Arkansas guys that play at the at the U, U of M. Um, it's like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Once people and catch NFL one. dudes. Yep. Yeah, that's that's why you know I'm gonna have a lot of NFL guys on the on the channel just mm -hmm. you know because I met so many of them throughout, the, throughout my journey. So mm -hmm. so people from all different types of um, sports at the time doesn't matter. Like one of my guys, Emmanuel Matadi, he's a two-time Olympic sprinter. He's getting ready to run up at uh, I think the Tokyo. Yeah. Yep. He's getting ready to race for um, Liberia. Damn. And um, he's another guy that's. Um, we've had the pleasure of working with and stuff. But um, back to how I met DK, um, those guys just kept coming in um, on a weekly basis, getting ready, just trying to stay healthy. You were training with, uh, was it Ted at the time yeah. as well? Yep, Ted and so, TJ. Yep, so we were doing our thing with more on the recovery side for Jalen and uh, DK at the time. And the more I saw him, the more we just chopped it up. You know what I mean? Got to know each other. And then next thing you know, here we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, man, it's crazy. We did that. Uh, we did this crazy, bro. This electrical protocol. Bro. I, for, I don't even know what it's called, bro. Uh, we just call it the protocol. We don't even bro. have a name for it. We just bro. call it the protocol. Everybody knows what it bro. is. So I don't even, bro. Tram Holloway. Tram Holloway. What is he, it? What does it do, bro? It's oh a basically a whole neuromuscular reset. So um, there's certain pad placements that we use and certain frequencies that we use, and you have to do this protocol every single day for a month straight for a month straight. And after you get done with one session, I tell you, you better hydrate, you better eat well, you better get you some good sleep because you, you got a quick turnaround. Mm -hmm. And it's top three, one of the most intense, painful things I personally went through. You DK. said painful? Painful. Pain. Let me, okay. Intense, intensity intense, and yeah. painful are two different things, yeah. but border borderline painful, but very intense. I feel it. And, um, you're basically the protocol is just meant to um, clean up, clean up your body on a neural level. You know what I mean? And a muscular level. Like I've had issues, like, for example, from playing ball, I had a sprained AC joint that's been out of place for a while. Ew. And um, just going through this protocol for the 30 days, like it's adjusted certain past injuries on its own. Like all you literally do is sit there. You sit there for you go through it for an hour at a time. It's not and sweet, it, the though. electricity is is doing its thing throughout your body. It's moving you limbs. You feel it? Says you what? Bro, it's, <laughs> bro, Do it's, you? I'm just sitting here thinking about bro. you know. When you go to the chiropractor and they just put like three of them pads on you. Y'all talking about the whole? Nah, like, nah, it ain't, it's, it's about four pads. These ain't no four stem pads. pads. It's, it's all it's all about the pad placement yeah. and um, how the electricity communicates. And we use within a, the body. The, uh, we was using a Phoenix wave, I think, or one of them. Nah, it was something different. It was something different than that. Well, yeah. I don't even forget all the technology, <laughs> but we was using some, we was using some crazy machine. You can turn it, the frequencies up higher, but bro, he would put them on like my arms and I would leave. My arms would be pumped up, but like my arms would be moving like in my shells. <laughs> on its own. Yeah, by itself. And I'm like, ah, like I'm up like, ah, like, bro, and you put it on your, bro, I'm, I'm not kidding. Bro. I know. This, this is like some Frankenstein <laughs> shit, bro. Like it's, it's crazy, but yeah. So I believe this could be used as a form of torture. Mm. Literally. We'll note that. We'll keep that. No, but, it won't, but it won't kill you. It won't you. kill you. It, That's, won't. Yeah. it feels like torture. Yeah. It feels like torture. Bro, I, I, I showed myself a lot about mental toughness, bro, during that, during that joint, bro. I, I could take, I could endure. We can endure way more than what we think we yes, can, bro. Absolutely. Zay kind of helped me out on that too, because he was kind of eating that joint, bro. He was, he man. He was kind of eating it, bro. It shows it's all mental. Mm. Once you think you can't, all you got to do is tell yourself you can. Bro, I'm, I'm over here like, ah, just, 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 just,
Breathing. Breathing through it. You know what I'm saying? Breathing. But everyone's different too. Yeah, right, right, right. So it was very interesting seeing how different people handle that um, that protocol in mm-hmm. that circumstance. So if, I would say probably a little under 10 people, including myself, went through it. Mm-hmm. And let me just say, not everybody finished. Let me say this, would y'all, that could be a little cool to have a day where we go check it out. Or is it kind of like exclusive type of thing? It's not exclusive. All right, if, I mean, if you dare, <laughs> <laughs> if you dare. All you need is a space to sit down, lay down, and that's it. And you build your way into it, it too. Eventually, we get up to some intense frequencies, but mm-hmm. you're not you're not about to just juice you up. I right hope away. not, bro. He, oh no, it's to your he tolerance. About, yeah, he's talking about if you're flapping in the cell. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah. to your tolerance level. You, you just walk in, it's just like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. But yeah, man. So yeah, that's how we met. Mm-hmm. You know, and then um, two of our business OGs, we were merging to do a really, really, really huge. Um, uh, community project, you can say. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in business, a lot of things falls apart. You know, it's, it's how it is. This is what we're learning about this business process. Mm-hmm. Is it should really gangster for real, for real. Yeah. You know, you you know, you can't be too attached to, to relationships and just try to do good business with everybody. You know, because that's if it's a mutual benefit, then that's how everybody eats. You know, so mm-hmm. you know we got to learn those those lessons. Watching some of our OGs kind of split in business, but we're all super tight still. Yeah, you know, and we you know we co consult each other. We give each other thousand dollars worth of game, bro, for free all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so you know we have a we have a collective um, group consultant firm that we have. We're teaching people literally how to build prosperity from from nothing into you know, multifamily unit apartment homes, mm. you know, from building credit to, um, you know, teaching people business structure. I'm coming out with a course very soon, teaching people, you know, step-by-step step the instructions on how to set up their business in a form where they can go and use other people's money to get it, you know, because people got this this concept in their head that, oh, I'm going to save money and, you know, get my credit good and then f- purchase my own asset. But that's not the smartest way to do it. You know what I'm saying? That's not how rich people get money. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, like I said, through my financial literacy, part of my pillar of my brand, when we're talking everything business, um, you know, I plan to do my part in the world as far as educating the people that I have reached to on financial literacy, the difference between assets, how to acquire assets. And then obviously uh, we have a consultant firm that you can come in, you know, Mm -hmm. if you want to pay for consulting for us to, you know, guide you through those processes that'll be available as well. But um, so, yeah, so that that's how me, you know, me and Ramil are tied in on on a bunch of different levels. You know, we now do business together. Mm. We, you know. um, That's dope, man. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen each other grow together, you know what I mean, on many different levels. Yeah, Getting to know each other much deeper. Yeah. It's been a great experience. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. That's a good thing I I feel like about the relationship I have with you guys. And I'm already knowing that, you know, we're going to have as well as Mm -hmm. you, you get to see the growth in the people around you, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And everybody doesn't always grow the same at the same pace or grow in the same aspects at the same time, but being able to see that, and especially even with your, you know, with your music career, you know, now you're starting to, you're getting your singing bag a little bit, you know, mm, and yeah. you, you've always been like, all right, I can, I can rap all day. Yeah. But, you know, starting to get into that singing now has been, has been good and getting your setup and, and everything. You got a whole, mm-hmm. got a whole studio. Well, yeah. I, just, I just recently, you know, start to get into DK's music side, man. You played some songs for me the other day. Shh. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling Any you. favorites? Talented. Any favorites? 
Don't don't have favorites, man. I feel it. He played me like he played me like six songs. Okay. Was it was it about six? Yeah. Something like that. Breakthrough's my man. favorite, honestly. Breakthrough? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I heard you got some work too in that music. Yeah. Video, man. <laughs> I heard you got some work too. Yeah, for yeah, sure that. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Come sure. on. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it's beautiful, man. It's dope. Yeah, and I appreciate the. I mean, I don't know. They say don't take up, don't take compliments too heavily or criticism too heavily. So I try to, you know, try to keep that mindset. But I do appreciate. Mm -hmm. Y'all feedback about the music. I, I think I think people will, at least the people who it's for, everybody's music ain't gonna be for everybody, but I think the people who I'm for, the people who appreciate authenticity, mm. 808s, mm. um, hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Like artistic, poetic type of music. I definitely got, I definitely got some shit for you, for mm -hmm. sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure, man. Do we have a, a potential release date for some of these songs. I was just gonna ask that, man. What, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm gonna drop an EP this year, bro. This I don't year? have a release date yet because I'm still, you know, trying to get this podcast thing mm -hmm. figured out. You know, we got consultant classes. We teaching people how to eat out here. It's, you it's got just your a business. Yeah, I got my cleaning, bro. I'm doing a lot, bro. But the beauty in it is I'm starting to recruit help. When I'm starting to recruit people that are allowing me to to kind of sit back and be able to focus on music, and mm -hmm. I kind of want to put what I'm doing outside of, you know, outside of my music in the music to let people know, you know? So my favorite rapper is Nip Hustle, bro. You already know. Mm -hmm. So- um, Rest in peace, man. Yeah, rest mm -hmm. in peace, Nip, man. Like, so um, I I try my best to embody that spirit of Nip through, you know, what I do. Cause he inspired me to talk my shit, to talk that real shit and don't get too influenced by the the, the, the waves of music that's coming now. But also to, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, to inspire my hood, to inspire, you know, even people outside the hood. Cause I can, I can, I can reach people in and out the hood. So, you know, to just be my own version of myself, you know what I'm saying? Inspired by what Nipsey did for his hood, you know what I'm saying? In mm -hmm. California and, you know, and in music and in business and enlightening people. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, I believe you can change the world one through changing yourself and then by, you know, being fishers of men, you know, making leaders, showing other people how to be leaders, showing other people how to accept themselves for who they are, to speak their truths, you know, to, you know, and kind of just knock down some of those social barriers and social programming that we have around our minds, you know? And so, um, yeah, man, for sure, for sure. But I don't, so I don't have it. I don't have a specific, uh, release date, but, um, there's an EP coming this year, like absolutely for sure. Five to six songs, absolutely, yeah, for sure, for sure. We definitely got two coming out, so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Me yeah. and Ian got tons of dope music for you yeah, guys. Yeah. Um, you know, Vic can rap too, man. So. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I really want to tap into the musical industry. I want to talk to him, see what life is like, collab with him, give them, give people the uh, platform to be able to share their own music. You know, so um, yeah, man. Yeah, we got all of that. At uh, at what point of your guys' life did you three recognize that music was a passion of yours? Um, I would say this, and the thing with music, the the why I enjoy it so much is because just like football, just like other things in life, you know, you can learn a lot from music. You can apply it to your everyday mm -hmm. life. Like one thing about music, and I know Ian and DK can both attest to this, is that like when you're trying to collab with people. Like, be ready for people to say no. Mm -hmm. People are gonna say no, like first and foremost, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so what comes with that, and this is why hearing DK getting his businesses off and Ian getting his business off and you getting your business off is like, when y'all in business and y'all go up to someone, y'all approach them, 
Most people are don't, don't even want to hear what you have to say, honestly. Mm -hmm. And it could be something that could be life changing, that'd be beneficial for them. But they'll just be like, oh, you're just trying to sell me something. You're trying to get some money on me. I'm not for it. You know what I'm saying? But every now and then, you get that one person that's like, okay, let me give it a try. Let me try it out. Mm -hmm. And then they have a great experience. And now you got a customer for life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, how that relates to music is relationships are important. Because like you said, if him and I, if the initial altercation in Chipotle, if I had a bad day or whatever, and I was just also like, you know, like, let me just not talk to anybody type, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I might have missed out on opportunity, bro. Mm -hmm. Cause he's brought so many people in my life that I was that I wasn't even hip to at all. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And that's why the importance of working with people. And that's how him and I got really in and I got really involved. Mm -hmm. Cause I was at work at the hotel and I had this one song and I wanted to get done, but I knew I couldn't sing. I knew my limit. And I hear this man singing, doing the laundry in the back. So I'm saying, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> he knows what he's doing. So I hit him up. I'm like, hey, bro, what's up? And I remember like, I'm talking about like, I had like maybe like two bars of a, of a, what's it called? I'm like, hey, bro, this is the melody, like whatever. Like, I'm gonna go put these clothes away. Let's, let me know what you think. Kid you not, came back 30 minutes. Bro had a whole hook ready to go mm -hmm. and performed it. I was like, yeah, I gotta get you in the studio, bro. Mm -hmm. like, just ever since, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's it's unfortunate that, you know, dates get kept getting pushed back. Mm -hmm. But, you know, saying the relationship, the the you know, the meat and potatoes of it is is what matters. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that out of that, him and I were able to develop a relationship. Same way DK and I were able to develop a relationship, same way that you and I are gonna develop a relationship mm -hmm. and you know what I'm saying, Gabe. So everything is all about persistence and understanding, okay. It may not be going my way today, but I'm not doing it for today. I'm doing it for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's just kind of how music has always been something that I found just hold near and dear to my heart. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about y'all? What would y'all say is? I would say music. Music is always music has always been a passion of mine. Um, it's just in terms of being like, oh, I want to like, I want to make music. I want to perform music. I want to have a studio and create things i think that's something that's that's been more recent for me mm. um when i was little like me and, and like on my way to pick my dad up from like from work we'd be singing the uh, songs on the radio and like harmonizing stuff in the car like that's how i learned how to like do harmonies and everything mm. just sing our mom in the car you mm -hmm. know and i always loved like i always loved like singing and performing there's pictures you'll see pictures of me and my sister as kids like she's got us like rock guitar and we're in our like pajamas and i'm got a, a little microphone and we're just like <laughs> i don't know what we thought we were singing but we was killing it you yeah. know and um it's it's always been something that's been a part of my family you know it's been and and coming from a uh, religious background as well you know and and having churches where like the music was a was a focal point of the of the experience you know and and, and listening to gospel or going to or even on the way to church you know we mm. listen to kirk franklin or v101.9 or whatever you know whatever the radio station is so it was always something that was uh in front of me like my mom's a my mom's a, a bit of a singer my dad uh, he tries you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> he tries uh but it's it's always been something that has been like an avenue of expression, mm. you know? And so I, I did chorus, I did show choir and all that other stuff. And, and I've always wanted to be able to express myself as well, mm. you know, and music has been the avenue for me to realize, oh, this is what, this is how naturally, like I can do that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and and a, I, a lot of the music that I make and pretty much all the music I make, you know, it, it comes from the heart. It comes from my experiences or things that um, I've been through or, or thoughts that I've had, mm. you know, that I never necessarily would share with people if I hadn't been, you know, doing music. Mm -hmm. So 
um, yeah, it's, it's always been a passion of mine. And I am glad that I'm in a position now to be able to express that more and get these thoughts in my head or these sounds in my head. You know, I got I'm, I'm not like a producer by any means, but I can figure some shit out to hand mm -hmm. it to somebody else yeah. to like work their little magic, you know, right. and, and, and I can write and, you know, I can find beats. I know how to understand my workflow. So being able to understand that and the, the software and everything, now I can apply all that to like my passion and, and create something out of it. Mm. Yeah, oh, that's dope, bro. Yeah, and for me, um, for me, the story's a little different. So like, bro, take it back to second and third grade, bro. I used to always write raps. I was always very poetic. Like I used to write poems, actually. Mm -hmm. I used to write my mom poems, you know what I'm saying? I'm a mama's boy. I used to write my mom poems. I didn't, if I didn't have money to, you know, get her something from Mother's Day, I would always just write her some sweet shit for, you know, whatever, like women love It's the like thought that. that counts, bro. Right, you know Not what I'm everything. saying? So um, I was always timid, you know, I never really, I never really got- uh, The confidence or- Yeah, I guess you could say I wasn't confident enough, even though I always rapped, you know, like I said, I used to get kicked out of class for beating on a damn, you feel me, <laughs> making beats with my pencil and shit. I'm in ISS because, you know what I'm saying? It's the third time this week that the teacher then told me, and you know when they tell you stop, I want to do the shit even more now. <laughs> yes. Don't let it be no substitute teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so um, you know, um, you know, so music for me has always kind of been like a thing that I hid in the shadows, mm. even to this day. Like I still haven't released. So, bro, when I release my music, a lot of people are gonna be like, damn, bro, what the where the fuck this been at? You know, but it's just, you know, I, I had to conjure up the confidence and the self-awareness to know why I, I wasn't embracing myself as an artist. Mm. Now I can say that I'm an artist. You know what I'm saying? Like last year, I wouldn't even have said no shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I I make music, like I can, I can rap, you know. But I okay. So <laughs> he says this, but bro, you've been you've been recording for years. You've done shows, you know. And even though you may not have done a lot of performances and whatnot, you've been an artist. You know, you've been somebody who's recorded. And you had you hmm. you just showed me songs the other day that you made before I even met you. You know, so you're right. Yeah. So, oh yeah. I've been Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I can be in humble and shit. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, but th but that's the I guess the mindset, that's the though. yeah that's the lack of you can you can almost the hear the lack of confidence even coming out now. But bro. you can't spit that. Oh, I don't know, bro. <laughs> we got bro. practice tomorrow, bro. bro but like that ass, bro. I've I really been making music like bro, Years. low key for a long time, bro. And it's like and it just took in a kind of bro. I used to be in a Christian rap group called A Toss, bro. I told you I come from a very religious background. What's it called? A.E. Toss, that means scavengers of Christ. Ooh. So, bro, we would travel from church to church, bro, doing church concerts, bro. And I would be in there just rocking that bitch, bro. Like, you know mm. what I'm saying? Like, talk my Jesus raps, bro. Like, yeah, you know, so. you know, and, you know, so, bro, so I got the, you know, we've been, pra obviously, we got to practice. I didn't, you know, we in the church practicing until two, three in the morning, practicing our songs. Like, so, you know, so, oh, so I guess yeah. it's, he's been an artist. Yeah, he's so, been, yeah. So it's coming out now. But that lack of confidence, because bro, when you're an artist, bro, the world is a is a fucking Sense, it's, it's a, it's a yeah, bro. Place. I'm sensitive about this shit, bro. Shit, <laughs> I'm sensitive about my <laughs> shit. You feel me? So um, now I'm starting to become less sensitive. Like I said, just don't care. Yeah, I don't care if you hate my shit, like my shit or not. You know. So now I just be, you know. So now I feel comfortable. And like I said, um, um, I always try to be seen and liked by everybody. So I didn't want to put my music out there because my music's very real and it's very raw. Mm. And so I'm like, damn, the people who have this perception of who they think or who they want me to be isn't going to agree with the reality of my music. So let me just not drop it so everybody can have this perception of me that I want them to have. Now, I don't have that button no more. I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't give 
two, three, four, five fucks. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of people I think have that same that same fear applied in in different ways as well. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's making a decision, whether it's going out on the dance floor or something. You know, like being people being worried about what people are going to think of you if you didn't you know do something. Mm-hmm. Man, my <laughs> the first song that I I dropped ever uh, is called Special Affair. Special Affair remix. Um, I was talking some shit. Fire. Like, <laughs> Facts. I was, mm-hmm. was talking. He not lying I on the track. I don't want to even love, baby. But look, I was <laughs> like, damn. My parents going to hear this shit. Mm-hmm. You talking about, like, <laughs> eating out a girl and everything. <laughs> <laughs> look, you look, you sounded timid said. I eating know. Eating out a girl. I nah, know. I'm going to eat some pussy. I didn't want to talk about it just now, honestly. But I was like, look, I'm going to have to do this because I like this song. You know, it was, it was I thought it was going to be some practice shit. But yeah. no, like, that's one of my favorite songs, like, that I've made so far. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I want to express myself. And if I really want to be this recording artist that I say I'm going to be, then I've got to start somewhere. And that comes from you know? accepting that that sexual side is there. And Absolutely. it's in all of us. So some people might be the next damn genuine, but they they don't want to be seen by their pastor or their Christian friends as sexual. So they like, nah, let me just not make music at all. And I'm going to just go watch porn and follow a bunch of porn sites to, to express this sexual energy, which ultimately ends up getting released into the world in an unhealthy way. You know what I'm saying? You got to know thyself first. And then you know, you know what I'm saying, how to play Absolutely. around. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't a porn guy, bro. Like that, all that shit. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty sexually disciplined, you know, for a pretty handsome looking guy. <laughs> Yo, you know, uh, but no, I, I'm playing. But I'm serious. Like I'm, 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 I'm very sexually disciplined, bro. For someone who, like, I don't struggle getting women, bro. But you know, I see it clearly. We talk about those superior man shit all the time, bro. A, a disciplined man disciplines himself sexually. Not saying that. I don't be horny and you know what I'm saying? I don't have moments of weakness because I'm a man. I'm a horny fucking man like the rest of us. But Whoa. I understand. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, but I, I do understand that, you know, um, with discipline brings more freedom and, you know, and just, you know, so, yeah, man. Yeah. You got to value your opinion of yourself more than the opinion of other people. Know yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, no. sometimes it's, it's hard. Sometimes, bro, <sighs> bro. Red pill, blue pill, bro. Look, red cord. I mean, blue blue cord, red cord, bro. <laughs> yeah. Man, damn, my people, shit when people get familiar, <laughs> <laughs> nah. hey, but that's life, though. Yeah, that's life. Yeah, mm-hmm. his shit green. You feel me? Oh, but everything. I'm in a whole nother parallel universe, in bro. This and that's that's and that's and that's reality. You know. We're all living in our own realities. You know what I'm saying? Like we we split it down into Democrat and Republican, atheist and Christian, but really mm-hmm. we're all just one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We just create all these subcategories of shit to, you know, divide and conquer. Yeah. You know, but moral of the story is to end this thing off, man. Real balance came to manifestation from me beginning to know myself. Facts. You know? And so, um, yeah, man. Appreciate y'all for for coming, man. For Thank sure. you. Appreciate man. you. First yes, one for the books. Yes, sir. Many more to come. Yeah. Crazy. Fire. Fire. <laughs> 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 Life taught me every L is a lesson. And 